The Morgan You Know Podcasting Network presents 90s Rock Bands Battle. I'm not going to fault you for who your musical choices are. 32 rock bands, four divisions, one winner. I can tap my toes to a couple of their tracks, but it was 21 to nothing for the Red Hot Chili Peppers here. Oh my God, and it kills me. It kills me. They're really good. Find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you download your podcasts. I've never gotten quitting. I'm quitting the family. I'm quitting the podcast. I'm done. The Morgan You Know.com. Hello, Internet. The Morgan You Know Podcast Network presents Balls and Brew. Thank you for joining us and welcome to another edition of the Flagship Sports Podcast here on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network. I am your affable host. My name is Rod Morgan. I am joined by my fellas. We sit around, we talk about sports that involve balls much the same way you do when you're having brews with the fellas. Thus, the name Balls and Brew. Joining me is the producer of this and every other podcast here on the network. He is Jimmy Jamriska. James, hello. Hello. I, I like affable, though, for you. I think that is a, a good uh, description. Yeah, I try, right? I mean, that's exactly how I want to at least set the tone at every podcast. I try to be affable. I try to be welcoming. And then there's a very good chance that our next guest Joining us from North Carolina, will say something asinine, and then I'll start to get angry. It's Chris Kane. Chris, hello. I was going to call you cantankerous. See? <laughs> and we're off to a great start already. And joining us because the football season is upon us, and we're happy to have him back. He's our handicapper. He makes us smarter every week. He's chopping up the numbers. He's listening to the podcast. He's making the bets. He's Josh Williams. Josh, hello. What's up, boys? I want to quickly correct something I said last week. I said oh, the Pats- again, off to a great start this week, Jimmy. Chris is calling me cantankerous, and Williams is correcting himself. We are off to a bang-up start. He's yeah. circling back a week now, dude. Come I, on, I back a week. I listened to the pod. I listened to the pod, and I said the Packers were one win away from winning the division last year. That is incorrect. They were one win away from making the playoffs last year. So, just want to clear that up here. We did get four emails about that. Yeah, people were way angry very, that you messed very, that up. Very sorry. Very sorry. Well, that was the NFC North. This week, we are going to talk about the NFC West. I mean, we've talked about running backs at the beginning of every podcast. I suppose we should go to our correspondent on the ground in the most breaking running back situation. That's Colts v. Jonathan Taylor. Our guy, the producer, Jimmy Jam. You're there. What's happening? Nothing. Fabulous. Great. Again, great, wonderful start out of us. We have the, we have a reporter on the ground in the Jonathan Taylor situation and we have nothing to report. Chris is calling me cantankerous and Williams is correcting himself from last week. Here we go off to the NFC West. So the NFC West, you know, there was a time where there was a lot of good teams out in the NFC West. Now Arizona seems to be fumbling Seattle Maybe we see regression in them. Maybe they're real. The San Francisco 49ers, we all know how much Williams loves them. Oh, and that's right. Jimmy's once predicted back-to-back Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, also out in this division. Where do we start? Let's start with Williams. You you pick a team for us to start. You've got the facts. You've got the figures. You pick a team for us to start, and we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll start with uh, the division odds here. San Fran minus 200 to win the division. Seattle plus 220. The Rams are plus 850. And the Cards are plus 2,700. So 27 to 1. If you think Arizona is going to surprisingly win the NFC West, those odds are on Caesars. 
right now. Uh, we could start off with those Rams. I mean, we, we said in 2021, man, they made a deal with the devil. Uh, they got rid of all those draft picks to win the Super Bowl. And guess what? It worked. It worked in 2021. They loved it. And now the 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 current 2023 Rams are paying for it. I mean, they come in with the 14th toughest schedule. Uh, they're still solid versus the run, largely because of Aaron Donald. He clogs up those lanes. But they're still a bottom third team DVOA versus the pass. And they didn't do anything in the draft to address that secondary. I mean, they were fourth worst at completion percentage allowed last year. And it's possible that ranking gets worse. Um, total yards per game on offense, they were dead last. And Stafford only had a 67 a PF, PFF grade last year. They should tank, but I don't think it, it's in McVay and certainly not in Stanford's DNA. Uh, last report, the rookies ha- or the Rams have 36 rookies on their team. That's 68% of the team is rookies. That's absurd. That that probably won't stick on you know, a 53-man roster, but still, to even have that many on the team right now is just insane. And what's really fascinating is the Rams play in the same city as Caleb Williams. If this team struggles out of the gate, does the owner put in the call to tank? It's very interesting. These bottom two teams could both be in play for Caleb Williams uh, going into uh, next year's draft. Williams just told us somehow the Rams have the 14th toughest schedule in the NFL. They were terrible last year. He told us about a team in one of our pods earlier. I can't remember exactly which one it was who was good last year and they have a cupcake schedule. How in the world are they coming up with these things at the home office in New York, Jimmy? Your best well, guess. What are they? Is there a computer? Is there a chimp? What are we doing? Are we rolling dice? What's happening? So Rod, that's a great question. And it really kind of depends on the rotation of what league or what division they're playing in the opposite league. And it just so happens those Rams got a tough draw with the a, uh, the AFC North. We got the Bengals. We got the Browns, who, who could be the worst team in the league or the best team in the league. Um, obviously, the Steelers are always tough as well. So it's going to be pretty tough for them to come back. Oh, yeah, by the way, Lamar Jackson says hi as well. Um, it's going to be really tough for them to do anything this year. Like William said, they just made a deal with the devil and uh, they lost. Chris, you're our resident conspiracy theorist around here. Do you believe what Jimmy said there in rotation, I believe, is doing an awful lot of work there? Jimmy said they just had to draw these divisions on rotation. I mean, do you honestly believe that there's like, oh, this is the way it was written down. Herb from last year told me that next year you guys are playing this division. I mean, do you really believe that that's how it's going? To an extent, yes. But I guarantee you that they wanted to have that uh, San Francisco-Philadelphia Eagle rematch. And to do that, they needed them to play the AFC East. And that kind of screws over the Rams. But what are we expecting from the Rams anyway? Do they really have anybody on their offense besides Stafford and Cup? Yeah, don't they still have Cam Akers, who we thought they were trying to trade last year and who left the team for a little while? Now, yeah, here he's back as their starting running back. Or am I wrong on that? Oh, I, I, I think you're right. I just, they really sold their soul for that. Super Bowl championship and last year was really their last chance to try to repeat that it was obvious from the get-go that wasn't going to happen so now you have a lot of what I would consider three-star NFL athletes on this team with Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford and that's pretty much all you got Chris maybe Lombardi six over here. wins Chris Lombardi over here with the three-star guys I like it I like it Jimmy how much longer is Matthew Stafford quarterback in the Los Angeles Rams uh, he has this year, and I think then that's going to be it because I think they're going to get a top uh, top five pick next year and pick another quarterback. 
So I think yeah. So Williams, year. I think that's Williams. That's what you were alluding to, right? You think you you think the Rams are going to maybe toss in the towel and look to get themselves Caleb Williams? Well, one of my best bets, and I have two for this division. I love this, this this these division odds here uh, for this year. One of my best bets is the Rams under six and a half, minus one fifteen on DK. This juice is significantly lower than Fanduel and Caesars, so. Uh, always be shopping for the best price. Shout out to our female listeners there. Always be shopping. But uh, yeah, I think, and listen, we never see, we never see uh, blockbuster trades. How about this? Where did Matt Stafford go to college? Georgia. 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 Who needs a quarterback this year who could be awesome, who I have winning the NFC South let the Rams tank and trade Matt Stafford to his home state team, Atlanta. What does that do for the Falcons, man? That would put them right in the thick of the NFC playoff race, in my opinion. Let's get a blockbuster trade for the NFL. Let's put it out in the aura here, and let's make this happen for the NFL. I think we have as much chance of seeing that blockbuster trade as we have of seeing a blockbuster video open up in our town. I think that's about as much chance as we have of seeing that trade. Yeah, it sounds more like a an off season move, you know, for Stafford's little swan song. I don't, I don't see it happening mid season. I do love it though, Williams. Listen, I love nothing more than to have action like that during the NFL season for us to talk about. Let's go, yeah. All right, let's get off of the Rams. That's far too much discussion about a team that we don't think is going to win this division. Let's start talking about one of the two teams that we think may have a shot at it. Either one of them. I mean, that's got to be Seattle yeah. or San Francisco, right, Williams? I was leaving you wide open right there. Yeah, let's go with uh, Seattle here. 13th easiest schedule. They bring back Bobby Wagner, who, surprised, who surprisingly was the top-ranked linebacker per PFF in 2022 at age 33. Bobby's still doing things out there. So I have a trend for Seattle here, including last season. There have been 102 teams since 08 that went into the next season after having lost at least six games by one score or less. Of those 89 teams prior to 2022, 68 of them improved their one-loss record the next season, including 34 of them by four-plus wins. The average improvement of the 68 teams was 3.76 wins per season. Of the five teams that qualified for this angle last year, four of them improved by 3.75 wins on average over the 2021 season. Uh, this is by far, uh, this is, I mean, there's, there's, I think there's 13 teams that qualify for this trend and Seattle is one of them uh, this year. So um, uh, they have a, they have a big uh, scheduling quirk that goes in their favor early in the year. They get a buy after a cross country road Monday night football game in New York. Uh, they had a top 10 scoring offense last season. And now they bring in Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, wide receiver from Ohio state. Who's going to free up space for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They have two good running backs, Kenny Walker and Zach Charbonnet, the rookie from UCLA. And Pete Carroll has won at least nine games in 10 of the, of 11 seasons as head coach in Seattle. That's my other best bet. I love Seattle over eight and a half. You have to pay a lot of juice. It's minus 142 on FanDuel. But compare that to Seattle on DK, that number is nine and a half. So if you get it on FanDuel, they only have to go over eight and a half, minus 142. Always be shopping for those best prices, boys. 
Shout out to Reggie, right? Isn't that the guy's name from uh that's the nutty professor Williams was pulling yeah. line from, right? Yeah. It's great work out of you, Williams. Also, I mean the Seattle stuff's good too, but I the nutty professor part was my favorite part. Chris, how about you? Oh, by far. Uh, who knew Williams had jokes today? <laughs> Jimmy, you probably always, love those always. numbers though, right? Does Williams have jokes today? No. I mean, if you can if you can get a whole game difference, go for that for sure. What does Seattle have to do to get any respect from uh, the books or any NFL fans? All they do is go out and win. They had a pretty stable, um, pretty stable season last season. And then if you look at their schedule, you know, yeah, they still have they have to play that same schedule as the Rams do as far as the the opponents. But they've got a good shot here. They really do have. And look at the look at what they're ending with too. They're ending with Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Arizona. Two of those three games are easily winnable. I think that the Seahawks are going to definitely go over that, Williams. Good call. Yeah, I, love- I think they're definitely guaranteed about nine wins plus. You're right. And plus, it helps that they play the Cardinals and the Rams twice each. So that's four wins right there. Hey, Williams, let me ask this to you. Do you believe this if I said to you, Pete Carroll, sort of less intense Mike Tomlin? in that his teams are just always going to sort of keep themselves right at water level. They're just never going to sink too much. They're just always going to be right there and in the running. I mean, his his proof is in the pudding, a second run around in Seattle, no? Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. He is he is definitely the light rah-rah Tomlin. He's, he's the West Coast rah-rah Tomlin. <laughs> he's got a lot of rah-rah in him, though, right? He's a little more yeah. rah-rah than anything else. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like, listen, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and give my pick away here based on your numbers. There, I was gonna go Seattle anyway. I am kind of fading Frisco here, who we'll talk about here really, really soon. But I just think Kyle Shanahan's smelling his own shit, for lack of a better term, here a little too much, and he just he really thinks he can truck either uh, Brock Purdy or uh, why can't I think of the guy's name? He dropped out of New York and out of Carolina. Trey Lance. Sam Darnold, man. Sam, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, Chris, from what I'm hearing, it's either one of those two and that Lance is three on the depth chart. So I just think Shanahan, like, okay, bud, we'll see. So give me Geno Smith, who's going to be feeling himself. He's got a contract extension. Nobody's challenged him in camp. He had an off season coming into this season as the man in Seattle, starting quarterback, no questions about it. He's going to be slinging the ball a little bit more. I like Seattle an awful, awful lot. Williams, tell me why I'm wrong, and it still might be your precious San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I don't. I this is going to surprise you, but I don't know if you're wrong. Um, these these next three trends pain me, boys. They pain me because I am a huge Kyle Shanahan <laughs> <laughs> believer. But check this out: since 1998, there have been 30 teams that recorded at least nine double-digit wins in a season. But the following year, those teams average a win decline of negative 3.97. There is only one team that fits that trend. That's the San Francisco 49ers. There's another one. Over the last 26 seasons, there have been 46 teams that have recorded at least five blowout wins by 20 or more points in a season. Of the 45 prior to last season, only six were able to improve their one-loss record the next season. The other 39 combined for an average win decline of negative 3.39. There is yet again only one team that fits this trend, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. Not enough. I've got one more. None of the 36 teams in the last 30 years that won 13 games or more and didn't make the Super Bowl improved their one-loss record the follow-up season, and only four equaled that prior win total. 
the average win decline was 3.78 per season. Only three teams fit that trend. And yes, one of them is San Francisco. So if you guys didn't know, San Francisco won 13 games last year. These trends seem to make it seem like they're going to win about 10 games this year. Seattle won nine games last year. And the trend was that they were going to improve by a couple of games. So I think there's value. The best value bet I have for this uh, division uh, is Seattle plus 220 to win the division. What I heard right there, Williams, is you just compared the 49ers with the Minnesota Vikings from last week. You gave almost almost the exact same type of trends that you were worried about with the Vikings. I cannot sit here and believe that the 49ers are as bad as what the Vikings are. The Vikings have a better quarterback. How about that? The Vikings have a better quarterback. (laughs) Maybe, but they they do not have was essentially the best defense in the NFL right now that San Francisco does. Jimmy, you're a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Congratulations. You've really worked yourself up to a huge position in almost no time whatsoever. Which quarterback on San Francisco's roster are you going to be afraid of coming out and playing? Or are you just going to be like, it doesn't matter. None of these guys matter. Well, of the three, of the three, I think Purdy's good. But I, I don't think he's better than a Kirk Cousins, obviously, because we haven't seen him do it for long stretches of time. I think that. I think the Niners are in trouble because of that fact they have a quarterback but yet they don't they still they have three quarterbacks on their team which means they have zero Purdy's coming back you don't know how he's going to feel uh they're keeping him out of the first preseason game so he's going to have one half of a preseason game against live competition before he starts week one that makes me a little nervous I think the Niners are going to maybe start out a little rocky Listen, I don't want to be somebody that quotes Colin Cowherd very often, all right? But I heard one of his segments on the radio today, and he was pretty much spot on, right? He's like, there's basically 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now that you could legitimately think have a shot at winning a Super Super Bowl, and there's 20 that do not, all right? And so that's why if I sound like I'm always bringing up the same thing here when I'm talking about these teams, that's just, it is what it is, right? I just, there's certain quarterbacks that there's just absolutely no way. And Jim... Maybe Brock Purdy's good. And to any member of the Brock Purdy family that is listening to this podcast, I apologize for assassinating your boy, all right? But I don't see it, okay? Brock Purdy's not going to be raising a Lombardi trophy. Sam Darnold, not going to be raising a Lombardi trophy. Desmond Ritter, not going to be raising a Lombardi trophy. Jordan Loves, all these guys that I've been continuously saying, are we sure that all these other things are just going to magically fall into place with these below-average signal callers? I don't know. Williams, I see you going nuts over here because you actually know things and I'm just ranting and raving now. You continue. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, the eye test tells me that San Fran isn't going to decrease by that amount of wins, but these numbers do tell me that. Remember, they still have an outstanding defense. They were number one in points per game allowed and yards per point allowed and total yards per game allowed. Um, but everyone is assuming uh, Purdy is going to be fine coming off major elbow surgery. Purdy's total accuracy was number three in the league last year. Now he threw to open wide receivers at the highest rate in the league. Shout out Shanahan's system. But his turnover worthy play rate was high at 4.3%. The, the zero graded throw that PFF tracks, that's a short expected comp- completion in their, in their explanation. The top two quarterbacks for that stat were Jimmy G and Brock Purdy by a mile. Again, shout out to Shanahan's system and shout out to Debo Samuel, 
who, in my honest opinion, is the most fun wide receiver to watch after the catch. If something happens to Purdy, though, do we trust Sam Darnold? I think Darnold can succeed in this offense in the regular season, but if we're talking about having him having to make plays and say like an NFC championship game, then we may start experiencing him see those ghosts on the field again. So, um, but Darnold has always been in a bottom five offensive scheme. Now he gets a top three offensive scheme. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be super interesting how the how the QB position plays out in San Francisco this year. Listen to that. You were already trying to be able to talk yourself into Sam Darnold. You were just waiting for that little bit of Shanahan polish to just be put on a little Sammy Darnold's head. Old Kyle getting with his forearm and just shining him up a little bit, right? Making him look all shiny and new for everybody. You're just you're ready to talk yourself into it. I absolutely he love is, it. He is going out of his way to make sure people know he's a Shanahan fan and not a 49ers fan. He definitely I mean, is. He is. And like, but I don't see how even with a Sam Darnold or a Brock Purdy or even a Trey Lance that they still don't win this conference. They have way too many weapons who you just have to give them the ball and watch them go. Christian did you McCaffrey. Mean to, did you mean to say conference or did you want to say division? Division. Because okay, conference, yeah. you just put them in the Super Bowl. I mean, they were close. <laughs> But well, we just discussed their quarterbacks are terrible, and I thought you were with me. Don't be talking about I'm, I'm kind of with now. you. So the division definitely: Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Kittle, Debo Samuel. You get the ball in these guys' hands; they move the chains, just like William said. Debo is one of the most exciting receivers to see with the ball. Christian McCaffrey can do everything: catch, run, and throw. So I see them having way too much talent on the offense, with not to mention. They're tremendous defense. Jimmy Jam, how about our boy Williams over here, right? I mean, just the podcast journey that we've gone on with our guy here, right? The the stats, the facts, the figures, that's always been there, right? The the willingness to come out there with the bets, that's always been there. But the ability right there to be able to sort of lay the groundwork for actually not being wrong that he just deposed on all of us with that Shanahan stuff. Jimmy, you had to have almost a tear in your eye hearing that. He's a great man, but again. If Shanahan's that good and Sam Darnold could be Steve Young, you never know what can happen, right? All right, here's what I want to do. Williams, I know you probably know the answer to this question, and Chris, I bet you do too. Heck, Jimmy, you probably do. And I'm doing something that you're not supposed to do as a host right now. I'm asking a question I literally do not know the answer to. But who is starting for the Arizona Cardinals at quarterback week one, because I know Kyler Murray is out with an injury until at least some point during the year. I have no Rod, idea. Jimmy, do you Rod, know? Rod, he's been in the league forever. He started a ton. Uh, his namesake is the team in Indianapolis. He's a Texas alum. We're talking Colt, Emmer, F, and McCoy. We got to keep it, you know, low. We can't get, you know, bad words wow. here. Colt McCoy, baby. He's still in the league. I didn't. Chris, did you know Colt McCoy was starting games for Arizona until Murray came back? Yeah, I, I had heard that. I also heard they got Trace McSorley. They are just like piling up the also rands of the quarterback. Dude, David Blau, last. Jeff Driscoll, Clayton Toon. We got everybody on that team. If you wow. were ever a dra- if you ever a third string quarterback back when they had third string quarterbacks during the Cardinals right now. I believe they even tried to reach Shane Falco, and he was just unavailable at the moment. Nobody knows exactly where Shane Falco is ever since he won that championship with Gene Hackman and rode off into the sunset. Wow. Nicely done. How about that? Williams, really, how much do we need to say about the Arizona Cardinals? It seems clear from what Chris and Jimmy and I just laid out that they're not even trying to win games. 
doesn't seem like they want Kyler Murray because I think you hinted at the top of this podcast that they might be in the running for Caleb Williams. What are we to think of the team out in Arizona? Yeah, this is a division of the haves and have-nots. I think San Fran and Seattle both in the running to win about 12 games this year, while uh, the Rams and Zona could be in the running for that number one uh, pick. Uh, ninth toughest schedule for Zona this year. Very young coaching staff. Uh, the D.C. from Philly comes over, John Gannon, as head coach, a new offensive coordinator, new defensive How'd coordinator. D? How'd that Philly D comport itself near the end of the year there for the Eagles, too? Boy, way to, way to hire that guy. See, again, I don't think the Cardinals want to win. <laughs> new GM. And 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 what what's interesting is that a, a weird quirk in the schedule right off the bat. Zona plays three straight games versus their old foes in the NFC East. Yes, for all you youngsters out there, the Cardinals used yeah. to be in the NFC East when they were St. Louis and even a bit when they were uh, Arizona. But, uh, yeah, this defense is really bad. Only the Bears gave up more points than Arizona last year. J.J. Watt is now retired. And Jonathan Gannon did do well with, with Philly D last year for the most part, but those teams were loaded with talent. He'll have his work cut out for him with this Cardinals D in 2023. They were dead last in completion percentage allowed in 22, dead last in yards per point and next to last in points per game allowed. But, yeah, I mean, as for Kyler Murray, he's got every incentive to get back as soon as possible. He doesn't want the team to tank for Caleb Williams. Um, but he led the league by far in passes thrown into perfect coverage last year. That That's not a good he, – he forces way too much. Some fault goes to uh, Kingsbury's old scheme, though, too. But he's got Rondell Moore, Marquez Brown, and Greg Dortch are the Cards' top three wide receivers. They're all good after the catch, but they're all pretty tiny. So how comfortable will Kyler be coming off that ACL injury? There's projections saying that he could be back by like week five or six. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting that Zona and St. Louis or Zona and the Rams could be uh, in play for Caleb Williams this year. How, you know, you could have convinced me that J.J. Watt retired two years ago. I was, I was, I was unaware that J.J. was still uh, doing things in the NFL, and that this that actually was his uh, his real retirement. So, congratulations to uh, J.J. Is he still hosting that one show tag for uh, that was on Fox? Is he still hosting that? Is that what he's doing now? Does everybody remember that? Chris, do you remember that show tag? Yeah, I have no idea if that show's still on or whether or not he still hosts it. Well, I mean, it wasn't just him, right? He had to have TJ and the other and the other not famous Watt brother who you only see in the subway commercials. He had to be on the show, too. That was part of the contract. Yeah, it's also funny that we are talking about two teams that also inhabited the same city at different times. St. Louis has had the Cardinals and the Rams in their city. And when they when the Cardinals first moved, they were called the Phoenix Cardinals. And that's when they were still in the NFC East. You know what my favorite Arizona Cardinals memory still is? Is the uh, the pandemic draft and just how incredible Cliff Kingsbury's house looked during the pandemic draft. I was like, listen, Cliff, you might not be a great football coach, but my God, if you don't have yourself a sweet-ass bachelor pad in the deserts of Arizona there, my man. And that doesn't speak well for the Arizona Cardinals football team that my memory about them is their ex-coach's house. Jimmy, that can't be a good metric for your football team's ability. If all a uh, amateur podcast host in the Midwest wants to talk about is a former coach's living space, right? Yeah. Interior design is not one of the, the Morgan, you know, staple podcasts. So not a good, not a good look for the Arizona. No, definitely not. I just don't have much to say about Arizona. Congratulations to them. Stink all you want. Right. But I think they're going to pl stink plenty. I think the Rams may actually surprise and not quite be that bad. I think Matt Stafford has got a lot of, 
veteran pride. I don't think Sean Mc, Sean McVay, I almost called him Sean McCoy, Sean McVay. I don't think he wants to stink. So I think they're going to be a little bit better than people than people assume. But I think Arizona is definitely going to stink. So that's the NFC West. Williams, any other nuggets we need to clean up before we get our actual predictions? Even though I think we've all kind of tipped our hat here. Yeah, no. The only reason I'm um, one of the best bets isn't Arizona under is because the, the sports books have massively <laughs> caught on to that. I mean, the number is four and a half right now, and any when you when you're talking about going under four and a half, that's that's pretty tough. So that's why I like the Rams under six and a half. I think the Rams and Zona are, are comparable, and you're getting an extra two wins to play with, uh, with the Rams going under that uh, that total. All right, there you go. We got our best bet out, Jimmy. Let's go to you first, my man. Who you got winning the NFC West? I have the Seahawks. Hawks, Chris, Niners. Niners, Rod, Hawks, Williams. I think this is very close. I'm going to go value. I'm going to go Seahawks plus 220 to get it done. Maybe they get 12 wins. Maybe San Fran ends up with 11. Listen, I'll tell you, I've been out to Seattle. Lovely. All right. It's definitely raining a lot, and it's definitely not as warm as you'd like it to be, but it's lovely out there. The fish market sounds definitely touristy, but it was a cool place. I enjoyed Seattle. Shout out to those folks. We are, uh, we're not an officially a Seattle Seahawks podcast, but uh, Williams is now saying nice things about you. He picked your team, and that is definitely improvement for you Seattle fans that's been with us for a couple of years because Williams used to love taking his shots at this Seattle team, didn't he, Chris? Yeah, he did. He most definitely did. We have finished with the NFC. We will come back next week with an AFC division. And Jimmy, I'm going to let you call it. What AFC division will we start with? Will we start with the division that has the Super Bowl champions or will we start somewhere else? AFC West it is. Let's go. NFC West, AFC West. Let's do this. I like it. So we will come back at you with the AFC West preview next week. We'll do any football knowledge or not knowledge, any news that comes up. We will drop our knowledge to you. That's what a podcast is all about. And we thank you very much for listening to this one. Check out our other fair here in this very feed, the Yeah We Know podcast, where Chris and I and Jimmy chop up all that was SummerSlam, the big WWE event. And there's a very special best 90s rock band podcast available in this very feed a couple episodes before this one listen to it jimmy put a lot of work in on it mrs morgan you know and i and pete put a lot of work in on it everybody else that you've ever heard on a podcast voted on it we really want you to listen to it enjoy it we had fun with it hope you have fun and mr williams and chris i hope you guys had fun coming on and uh, talking football we'll see you guys back next week jimmy thanks for producing and chris the final word goes to you goodbye internet